Well, welcome to a re-education experience podcast once again. Today is a special, though, live edition as it's the first time I've ever done something like this. Uh, personally, though, I've been wanting to pull this off for a while, but honestly never took the leap. It was actually what we were just talking about off the backs of Thrive Not Survive event that ran one month ago, minus a day, uh, where we had great guests like who I'm bringing on today that I kind of decided to kick into high gear and make this live format happen. So today, as you see pinned on the screen for those with us and those listening on podcast land, you won't see that, uh, is Trevor York. Uh, along, along with this is there's an intimate group of realtors that have joined us from across North America for the chance to just listen to this raw, uncut thing, and then also ask us some questions. So uh, first of all, Trevor, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm excited. First time doing a, a live podcast as well. So this will be fun. Yeah, it's good to dive a little deeper. And it's the second time you and I have chatted. Um, yep. And it's, uh, I know you're braving this format with me. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> absolutely, man. So Trevor was one of our virtual special guests at the event. And we and he was on with kind of fellow content creator King Neil Dingra. We just didn't have enough time to unpack all of this stuff. Um, and we wanted, I reached out to him right away to say, let's go deeper. Um, if you didn't listen to the TNS event, be sure to go to the other Instagram page we have and run, which is just thrive, not survive dot realtors. And then go to the link in the bio and you'll find the, all the resources that we keep putting up there. They're up there free for you. So you just have to like get your account. It's a teachable kind of online course and you can watch the prequel kind of to Trevor and I's talk today. So today we're just going to go a little deeper on content creation. And I'd say focus a little bit around the consumer facing audience. You know, Trevor, you've got a mortgage facing audience. You've got a, a realtor audience too. But I want to talk more specifically, of course, about why you probably did it forced around the consumer. Make sense? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So he is, he is a practicing full-time mortgage broker in the U.S. And as we discussed, he's got a, a huge following now of over 100,000. And it's blowing up his mortgage business. He's now this kind of creator type to watch. A lot of us are mimicking, trying to, and learn from. And I know you teach and mastermind in a variety of outlets too. Yeah. Um, can you comment a little bit about like where the, the teaching and the mastermind stuff that you are a part of now, Trevor? So uh, Neil, who's in my office, who's at the Thrive Not Survive as well, he's a, another person who kind of went all in on the social media stuff. And we happen to be in the same market. So me and him connected two years ago. Um, I switched mortgage companies and joined him over at uh, All Western, which is where we're at. And then we just kind of went all in on this process of making content. And while doing that, we were helping a lot of people at our branch uh, also do this for themselves and get results. And as we started to grow, it was just, it felt like too much information to just keep to ourselves. And there was a lot of other realtors and lenders that wanted to learn the same thing. So we started uh, a few different educational products. Um, most popular one is our online accelerator where we do Zoom calls and we help you know realtors and lenders with how to get better on camera, how to deliver. We actually write scripts for them and uh, teach them how to do the same thing in their business. Oh, cool. So very yeah. cool. How much time has that taken now? I mean, that was probably not the plan originally, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, it all it, that's kind of how everything in this goes, you know, it just snowballs and starts to gain momentum. And now, uh, I mean, a lot of the modules are built out and they're evergreen. So they're on there, which is cool. And then the Zoom calls are every other week. Um, so, I mean, it's not a, a massive time commitment, but yeah, I definitely notice it now. <laughs> totally. Are you finding too that that helps you sharpen your own pencil? 100%. Right? Because right? you always have a body of people that are paying you something yeah. um, to be a part of it. 
Yeah, definitely. And teaching something too, it just makes you double down on what you're doing and it helps you kind of pick apart what's working for yourself. So a lot of people don't really look inwards at like, why is what we're doing working? And let's really figure out what the formula is. So it's definitely been a, a, a huge like benefit to us as well, for sure. Love it. So I guess, are you ready? And do you have any famous last words before I start grilling you? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so I want to go into the nitty gritty part of it because we can talk and we can gloss over, especially in like a TEDx style format like we did yeah. last time. And I know you guys just wanted to keep talking. Um, I wanted to kind of dive into some ta some tangible stuff like the creative process, the routines you have, because you're obviously you're pulling this off and you have been for a while and it's just become a part of the journey. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to start with the idea of like what to say. I pulled a bunch of my agents and a lot of that came up. It's just, I just don't know what to say. Yeah. So how do you go about this week after week after you've been saying so much yep. and you're like, I still have to keep putting fresh content out there. Can you, can you give us a little idea around that? Yeah. And that one's really cool. Cause it's like, it's a muscle that you start using. And once you do, you find out that it's a lot easier than you would think to come up with ideas because uh, we're professionals in this industry. We deal with this stuff every day. And a lot of it is um, simple things. Like if you're getting repetitive questions from clients, what are those questions? And then the answer to that question is a video idea. And you see a lot of them come through. And like, once you're conscious of this, like, oh, I've heard this more than once, which means more than one person is wondering this. Um, I just start actively jotting these down. So I have a notepad on my phone, on my computer that's synced up. And anytime one of these pop into my head or I have someone ask me these questions, I jot it down to, to make a video about it later. Um, and then there's other things, just getting inspiration from other content creators or news articles. Um, and one of my favorite ones is using like news article headlines. And it's funny because you could change the message with a lot of these headlines, like the biggest secret in housing you need to know. And we can come up with, you know, 50 different scripts that have that same kind of headline. So following different like news outlets, housing wire and Buzzfeed and, um, those different things are a lot of good ways to get ideas for content. Then you have things like Google trends and answer the public, uh, which are websites that you can go to and just type in a topic and they'll tell you what the people are searching for. Um, so those are two really powerful tools as well. If you're figuring out what you can film, go on answerthepublic.com, type in real estate, and it'll show you, you know, a hundred of the most asked questions that have that keyword in there. I love that. I mean, I was going to ask you about just that it is a muscle that you got to yeah. learn, right? And somebody even tells you about if you're just trying to be a creator of any sort, just write down ideas, mm -hmm. not even good ideas, but just write ideas, period, and just get training yourself to write down good, bads, shitty ones, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because it trains you to just think. And it's not about how will I pull it off yet? It's more just like capturing it and training yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because it's like, I think there's a lot of people that try and do brainstorming sessions, which are super powerful as well. If you get with other people in your office and you kind of round table it, but if you're trying to do that by yourself, just set aside time to sit down and, and just try to come up with ideas off the top. It's kind of difficult. Um, so that practice of like, as soon as something comes into your head, make sure you, you write it down because you will forget it. And then when you go to do your brainstorming session, it's not going to be there. So just yep. keeping a notepad on your phone that anytime something pops up, and like you said, it doesn't have to be refined. It doesn't have to be a script, just a general idea uh, that you then try and refine later. That's a really good practice and habit. I mean, and you flipped into that mindset because you're a mortgage broker. You're there yep. in files. You're underwriting deals. Like this is the nitty gritty. So to flip to creator, yep. just like us as realtors and then the, the other brokers on the line, 
you must have had to flick a switch to say, I'm actually a creator now. And that is, that's part of my job, just like going to that listing presentation or just like, you know, running that debt service ratio is, I mean, how did you get to that point? I think it was because it wasn't necessarily me like uh, visualizing it as more work, which a lot of people are like, this is the same as cold calling your listing presentations. Like it's part of your job description and you need to implement it. Mine was more, I think, a little more holistic on like, I'm I'm on the younger side, especially in, in mortgage land. There's not a lot of people my age. And I was realizing like, there's a ton of misinformation about home buying and especially on the lending side, but um, that people don't know. So I was making these to try and educate people because when I came into this, I, I bought my house the same time I became a lender. So going through it for the first time and I studied finance and economics and in college. So I feel like I'm pretty savvy with this stuff. And it was so confusing uh, when I was buying my first house. So I've tried to make it like, how can I simplify this and give people information so they don't feel completely lost when they go to go through this. Um, And I just really enjoyed doing that in conversation. And then making the videos was just that same motive of like, how do I simplify this as much as I can to try and help people? Um, And I think because it was going into it with more of that motive rather than just how can I make this another revenue stream and, and blow my business up. It made it more sustainable and, and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So you got your phone, you got a notepad, they sync together. The ideas come out of your head, they go somewhere and where you can reference them. So on a weekly basis, is there a routine that you follow? Not really just because uh, I mean, our, our industry is so hectic and chaotic and obviously my job is to do mortgages every day. So I, I have certain times time blocked into like the ideation and refining phase. So I'll look at that notepad with all these ideas and figure out how am I going to turn this into uh, an actual like deliverable video. Um, so those times are blocked out. And then the actual shooting is kind of just when I'm in the, the like mood to do it, which sounds like not the best advice, but there's times where you're just like, I don't want to flick a camera on right now. And there's times where you're like, let's, let's do it. And so you kind of got to take advantage of those uh, moments of feeling like you can sit and deliver properly and, and shoot those videos. Did you find on the early goings while you were trying to build a routine, you kind of had to force those shoot days where now it's, it's so integral to your business that you're just like, you're not going to be out of integrity with yourself. You'll just do it because yes. it's, it's like breathing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like at the start, it was so uncomfortable and like sitting in a room by yourself. I mean, you shoot a ton of videos and your stuff is, is incredible. And I think for a lot of people, when they watch a video like yours is almost discouraging because they go to film their first one and it's uncomfortable, feels forced. They're pushing these things out. And then uh, it, it kind of forces them to shut down. But it's cool to see, and I'm sure I'm I'm curious if you've experienced the same thing because I've watched you put out so many videos. It's like at the start, it feels really awkward. And then now it's the same as us hopping on a phone call or anything else, where it's just we talk and it's it's rhythmic and it's part of it, and you don't really think too much of it. Yeah, it certainly gets smoother and you find your own delivery and and and, and it's just like you, you you can either flick on or you just can speak more naturally the more you do this. Yeah. Um, and then that true authentic voice versus that, you know, um, you know, reporter voice yes. <laughs> that, that comes up. Right. And yep. you know, even in podcast land, it's like that intro, I feel like I have to be more pronounced. Like, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you've got, you talked about Buzzfeed, you talked about Google trends, answer the public. So if you guys are listening, many of you write those down, Google them. And you can just see how they work. And it's it, you can put in a topic into these things and it spits out potential headlines. And then that becomes potentially the start of an idea creation. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah. And it's cool because their, their ideas are from data of what people are searching for most frequently. So Google trends, if you type in real estate, it'll show you like real estate crash, real estate, but like it shows you what the most searched things are for those terms, which is really good when you're creating stuff is you obviously want to make it relevant and stuff that they want to hear. Yeah, big time. I made a little post or a video, I think it was, it was a video this week around content creation being two-parted, right? Where you, if, you, if you are slowing down enough to capture the questions you're getting asked every day, you're putting them into a notepad, you're following a Google trend, and you're curating some stuff. And you go ahead and you do what you and I are doing right now, and we create a video. We're like, boom, oh my God, we've gone that far. But there seems to be like a second part to that, where it's um, ensuring that the message comes out and lands what you and I briefly talked about at Thrive Not Survive in the in the like in the mindset of the viewer rather than you the creator which thinks that they should hear this into something that is oh that's landing differently there's a second part to it that a lot of us just rush the content out and we realize i just spoke to myself yep. versus speaking to them can you share that second part of the journey and, and how you guys work through a kind of like idea to yep. now oh wait how does this idea even come across in a way that lands well yes yeah, I think that's huge that you brought that up too, because that is one of the biggest differentiators between someone who's just starting making videos and they're making them for themselves. They want to make sure that they look good, they sound smart, and in doing that, they're actually like making their videos unwatchable because they want to sit and say, hey, this is Trevor York with All Western Mortgage. Happy Monday. You know, we put a suit on, never wear suits. You got a suit on. You're doing these things to create something that is is not, uh, It's it doesn't create reciprocity between the viewer. So when you go into this mindset of I'm making this for the viewer and understand that your viewer is not other realtors or other lenders. That's the other thing like I see a lot of people do is they're using verbiage that only other people in the industry would understand. And they kind of rush through these things. So we always kind of like dumb the idea down, dumb it down again, and then one more time, dumb, dumb it down. And then that's when you finally get like your script put together. Um, so like I always try to explain it when we do these... Uh, so we do something called content day where we bring people into our actual office and help them shoot these videos. And when we're coaching these people through on how to deliver them, even on like the tonality that they're delivering it is picture it like you're talking to, if you got kids, your, your kid has like a friend who's 16 years old and they're asking you a question and you have to explain it to them. That's when you're making this content the right way. Cause then you just change your tonality. You talk more comfortably. You don't use big confusing words. And that's kind of a good way to visualize like, who am I making this for? That's kind of in my head, the, the person on the other end. Yeah, that makes sense. So what, can you give an example of like what the dumbing down process looks like? So I, I see a headline, interest rates have spiked and there's been searched like crazy. And, and, and like the, the default is us, we're getting all super technical. Like, yeah. can you think of like how you would chunk that down or, 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 or just get it to a point where it lands better? Or so, what's the, because interest rates going up is one like very broad topic. So I would take a topic like that and instead of trying to cover the rise in interest rates, cover something specifically about the rise in interest rates. So that in itself could be 15 different videos. You could talk about how that affects your payment. You could talk about the opportunities that presents as a buyer. You could talk about how this is going to affect you as a seller and different tactics you can do to help list your property in a raising right environment. So narrowing down your topic into one specific thing is going to help a ton in that like being able to dumb it down from there so if you want to talk about interest rates going up 
And then getting more narrow, let's talk about how that's an opportunity for buyers. Because mm. a lot of people don't think that there's actually something good about this. So right. now that's kind of the general idea is how's this opportunity? You could talk about seller concessions. You could talk about less competition. Um, being able to actually get your offer accepted more than likely on the first house you offer on, where a year ago it took 11 offers till you finally got one accepted. And then now that's like, okay, that's kind of our ideas. We're going to talk about uh, this bump in interest rates has created a massive opportunity for people trying to buy a house. Right. And then how do we word that even more simplistic? Like here's a massive opportunity in housing that people aren't really talking about, or most people don't know about this. And you're going into interest rates because people automatically correlate that with something bad. So now it's like, here's the biggest opportunity in housing that people aren't talking about. Recently, the Fed has increased interest rates, which a lot of people think is a bad thing. But here this, here's why this could be great for you as a buyer. This has allowed pricing to come down and you could also get seller concessions, which keeps more cash in your pocket. One downside is interest rates, but that's the one thing that's temporary. So if those come back down, you could refi and your payment goes down with it. I mean, I, that, that dumbing down and narrowing down process, if you just did that once and then you said you challenge yourself to do it again, you can just see, I can like listen to you that how much simpler and how clearer that's becoming. Yep. Right. And, uh, and I love that. And that's how, cause I, I, I watch your and Neil's stuff and it is complex stuff, but super clear and no confusion. And I think that's, that's key for us as we're trying to unpack this. Um, I love that. Are there some default kind of like hooks that you tend to go back to? I didn't go through your content to see if I could just pull out like the last 50 posts and I could find them, but do you know, is there something that you generally go back to? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of just like uh, some of the, go I mean, really good, simple ones. If you're having trouble or just like, here's three ways to, and then address a, a, the solution to a problem. So if the problem is getting your offer accepted, then the solution would be, here's three ways to get your offer accepted in a crazy market. So right. those are like the good, simple go-to ones. I tried not to just for my own, there's no, there's no bad, like, it's not bad to do that. For some reason, I try to uh keep them as different as i can just for my own sake um you yeah you've done this long enough now that you got comfortable with continuing to tweak that yeah. hook and you know what lands because you practice a bunch of it yeah i mean but, have you used and you and neil like use resources around how to like learn that part because that's a little bit foreign for some of us and sometimes it even feels pitchy or sometimes it just feels awkward that i'm just like throwing it right in their face rather than a lot of us salespeople talk ourselves out of deals you know yeah. That was, I think, just, uh, I mean, we're, we're really lucky to be sitting, you know, 10 feet away from each other every day and going through this together. And it was just a lot of repetition on doing this and figuring out what works. And just like we were talking about earlier, it's a muscle that once you start to use it, um, it just works better. So there's a lot of like studying and just when you're on Instagram, why did I stop for this one? Like, what did this video do different that made me stop? And then you're realizing these kind of things. So there wasn't really a resource that uh, we had, which is then why we kind of created our own resource for, for other people to have. Um, cause it's hard if you don't, if you're not in an office with other people where you can collaborate on this stuff and, and bounce ideas off each other. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't come right away. Like if yeah. you go back to early videos, like it's definitely, you could see the, the progression. Analyzing. I don't know if you guys caught this listening, but analyzing the videos that you're watching. Right. So it's like you stopped, you listened, 
Is it because it's your favorite person or what was it that hooked you in? I love that concept to just as they like, you could be watching Trevor stuff over and over again and just trying to learn. But if you ask the question, well, what is it here that probably got people to keep listening? I think you could really uh, kind of reverse engineer it. Yeah, it's just like anything, like becoming a student of the game will help you immensely. So if you're you're Michael Jordan, you don't want to just keep working on your own stuff. You want to look at what other players are doing, what other moves are being done. And you're like, oh, that's something that I could implement. That step back jump shot is a cool move that I need to add to the bag. Um, and you're right. I think a lot of people forget that step of try to be a student of it and figure out why what's working is working. Yeah. When you, so say we've done step one, created the video. Um, do you go into, um, into, do you create scripts for your stuff? Do you put bullet points or do you make it, or do you say, you know what, you've got it down. I, I wrote this, this thought, maybe you're even doing it down to the number of sentences now. I don't know what, if you found a formula, but I'd love to get a sense for, from idea to now, boom, I just hit something on camera. Is it rehearsed? Uh, you know, walk us through this. So, yeah. And that was an evolution as well. So if you're just starting in this process, I think the best advice is to try and script out your video. And the reason for this is to keep you condensed because as, as lenders and realtors, we like to over explain things and talk too much. And when you write it on paper, once you get your script, you look at it and say, is there any line that I can X out from this that won't change the message of the video? And it's crazy to see like sometimes a one minute long video, you could get down to like 20 seconds and the message in the video does not change. And uh, that was actually what was really cool about when Neil and I started doing this videos was pre-reels. So we had one minute long videos that we were using the entire one minute and talking. And then when reels came out, it was 15 seconds. So it was like this challenge of how do we now make a video fit in 15 seconds? And I think that's where a lot of that like uh, mechanics and process came from is right when reels came out, we were challenging, like, let's fit this into 15 seconds. And it was crazy how many times we're like, man, that one minute video did not need to be one minute. Um, yeah. So while you're learning that process of condensing it, I would write it out so then you could visually see how long this is and cut it as short as you possibly can. Um, once you get the, the practice of getting these really short done, then you can go to what feels comfortable. Some people still like writing scripts. Um, I went away from that because I feel like I sound more robotic when I'm doing scripts. So when I have an idea now at this point, um, the hook is the one thing I actually think about before I start shooting. So figuring out the best way to get that first hook done. And then the rest of it, sometimes if it's a longer video or more complex ideas, I'll write bullet points. But the majority of the time is I know what I want to say in the message. And I know now how to say it as short and quick as possible. So it's making sure I get the hook dialed and then just delivering the video. Um, and sometimes it takes a couple different takes because you stumble because you're not scripting it. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm at now. But definitely in the process starting, I would script it then maybe move to bullet points. Then if it works for you, uh, just figure out your own flow on it. So I like that idea of hook done first, which when the hook is done, you've also created the title likely for yep. the would-be video. Is it fair to say that if the hook is done first, does it change a little bit of how you deliver the message? Because you're, you're going, you're trying to capture them and then keep them, yep. which is all like very hook-based and it's not just blabbity blab right is that fair to say <laughs> yeah and it's funny because it there's different videos have different uh strategies so some of the longer ones you'll have like a second hook so 
going back to the ones we were talking about is like, here's the biggest opportunity in housing right now. And then kind of the sub hook would be, and the crazy part is most people aren't talking about this. And then you go into the interest rates have recently rise, which has caused blah, 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 and going to the script. Um, so it is like, sometimes depending on what the script is, you could add this like secondary hook, or I mean, mm -hmm. depending what the hook is, you could add the secondary one. And then sometimes it's just uh, a little more get to the point quicker and, and you eliminate that. I like that concept of a sub hook, because again, as you're trying to find your voice, you hook them in and then there's sometimes a lot of us will think, I don't know if that was enough. And I, and I, I maybe I hooked them with something a little controversial. Then I yeah. want to drop something maybe a little bit more uh, softer or, 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 or the vice versa. Right. 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 Uh, and I think one of the other really powerful like tools on, on reels or on any of these platforms is the caption. You could always expand more in the caption. So if you feel like you, left too much out and you didn't give enough context and information go into the caption and give all of that you can write 30 pages down there of now this is assuming you're in a market where demand has cooled off and this is assuming rates come down blah 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 um but a lot of us feel the need to pack that into the video you don't need to do that i was going to ask you about that about the captions and it just i think there's 2200 characters i believe we can use yep. and from what i'm hearing the more instagram's trying to develop they they're they're honoring and rewarding us from an either an internal SEO's perspective or maybe in future it'll be better SEO ranked I'm not sure but it makes sense to go deep here and spend again that extra time and not just do a one line and a bunch of hashtags Is, are you guys using that too yeah and it's less of a a tool for the algorithm than it is just for us to give more context and more information just to keep it from being too uh, like thrown out these broad things that don't have a lot of context to them because there is still, I mean, the short suite, if you leave a caption in there and the video is good enough to retain people, it's going to continue to to get traction. But the part, I mean, it, without going too deep into it, like the algorithm is a very, very complex thing that people think is is like two lines of if this, then that. Uh, but it's it's way deeper than that. So things like if people are lingering and reading your caption and actually scrolling through all 2200 characters, that tells the algorithm like this is a piece of information that people want to consume. Um, so there is a benefit to it, but there's there's some other things you have to keep in mind of like writing copy, keeping people engaged, making sure that the video is something that's going to drive them to the caption to want to stay. Um, so I wouldn't focus too much on the length being a tool for growth as much as it is a tool for you to give that context you felt like you weren't able to give in a 15. I mean, that's a great video. point because yeah, there's so much either us as realtors or mortgage guys will have to unpack beyond the shortened, yeah. you know, pulled out video that you created just to get them to see credibility with you. Yeah. Do you, are you using call to actions much or is it just ending and then, or, or I mean, walk us through that. Cause I know yeah. everybody's looking for leads. Everybody's looking for business. Yeah. That's a fantastic question. Um, people, I think that a bad habit is to put CTAs in your videos. Um, people know who you are. They, they should know what you do and they know that they can reach out to you. So ending every video with, uh, so if you guys have any question about this, please feel free to reach out. Or my least favorite is if you know anyone looking to buy or sell a home, reach out to me. Like that's, that's implied. The more you right. deliver information, the more they're going to want to reach out to you. But CTAs in that description is where you would put them if you're going to. Um, so if you're covering something about, uh, you know, a tactic for sellers to get more money in this market, 
as a realtor, that's something then in your description, you could talk about this is just one of 10 things I think are super beneficial for sellers. If you're considering selling your house, want more information, shoot me a DM. Um, and that's right. what's going to get more of a retention because you start to build more trust actually when you stop asking people at the end right. of every video. That makes sense. And yeah, use the use the 2200 characters for that, unpack yeah. it. And then I noticed I went into your the link in the bio on Instagram. You've got a bunch of stuff built out, and it looks like some that's getting built out and more and more. Um, and again, you're a practicing mortgage professional. You're not just a course creator or yeah. just like some influencer type, right? Yeah. Um, when does somebody need to start really thinking about that link tree or the multiple options? Is that right away? Should they get going on it? Or? One thousand percent. First thing you should do, because. Uh, the cool part about that is you don't need the cameras, the lights to get comfortable on video. Like you don't address that later. You do it right away. Um, so Linktree beacons.ai is another really good one. Um, and there's some other ones that are similar, but they they all basically do the same thing. And one of the mistakes people make on that is pointing them in directions they don't want to go. And this mm -hmm. goes back again, like, are you making this for you or the people that are viewing your stuff? Um, Cause if you put your mind in the, or your, your, your mindset as like, if I'm a consumer and I stumble onto Darren's page, what would I be interested in? If I'm a realtor, I want to join your brokerage. Um, I want you as a coach. I think you're a realtor. So I want you to list my house or I want to learn about buying. So those are the links that you're going to want in your bio is become a student, join my brokerage, see what your house is worth. Um, look for houses. Right. And instead of putting those options, people are like, you know, uh, here's my Facebook, here's my YouTube. And then you're right. like, those are all the, it's repurposing the same content. So you're driving them from one place to another and it's a waste of their time and energy. So, mm. uh, figure out where you want to push them, but also like, what is, what are questions they would have? Yeah. Cause you've got, you've got, I think join our community, learn real estate and finance. This is obviously for consumers. I'm assuming you've put out content. You've got one for pre-approvals, which is right in the heart of what you do, right? That's lead yep. gen consultations where you're just like, I guess as realtors, we're always throwing out this idea of free consultations, home evaluation. So put that there. Don't just drive them somewhere further. Yep. You even put a questionnaire in there. How is that? Does that, is that up and running? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of to like pre-vet uh, leads that come in on, are you in a place to, to start looking? And it kind of has different outcomes depending on how you go through that quiz and answer these questions. If you're someone that should be looking at next steps, or if you need to do a little more. So if your credit's 520, it's going to be, you know, the, the results going to tell you, you need to work on your credit. Um, yeah. Here's some resources. And so that's kind of a cool quiz to keep your bandwidth like contained. It's something that I don't think is necessary at the start, but if you get to a point where you're starting to get a lot of leads coming in, it's, it's nice to have on there. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we talked a lot about those specifics and the tangibles. And if you just started executing on that over long-term, um, you'll, 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 you'll get better just like you did. And I am, and everybody listening is working on, yeah. but, but man, is, is it worth it? 1000%. Yeah. And I think, uh, like a better, a better answer to that is it's worth it. And it's worth it before you would think it is. So I've had a ton of growth in the last couple of years and people assume that's when you start seeing the result in your business. And, uh, I was seeing this like sub 1000 followers. I was seeing a massive impact on my, like the majority of the impact came before the growth actually. Mm. And so it's really cool that 
by putting this stuff out. And again, if you're making it for the people watching it, like really holistically, just putting this information out to help people, it will take care of itself. And one of the like better stories I have of this was when we started going all in on this was 2020. So COVID happens, all the in-person networking events went away. So we're putting out these videos, putting out these videos. And then I went to, a, it was a Remax like grand opening in, in town. And as a lender, you go to these things and it's all, you're introducing yourself to realtors. You're trying to, you know, build rapport and relationships. And uh, most of the time they don't know who you are or what you do. And you're trying to, to make this impression. And when we went to that, it was like the first event after COVID and I'd been putting out videos for six months. It was crazy how many realtors were coming up to me and I love all your videos. I send them to my clients, send them to my family. Can we link up and have coffee or can you help me out with this or uh, it was wild to see like how big of an impact that had. And that was with like 500 followers and it was making a drastic impact on my business as well as, and I think the most like underrated benefit is your personal sphere has a ton of power to deliver you business that you're missing because you're not making these things. Right. And so yeah. the deals that come in from like people you went to school with that you haven't seen in 10 years or family members of people that you haven't seen in 10 years, it is crazy that they come in and uh, people that aren't even on Instagram is my daughter went to high school with you and she told me you do mortgages and you get a deal like, wow, had I not made videos, I would not have had this deal. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, because there's this question all the time and, and you'll see this even real estate coaching right between the, the marketing focused coaches and the prospecting focused coaches and there's this battle going on you even see it everywhere on social media so it's like they're saying well if you would have spend it all this time instead of on idea creation video creation video editing learning how to post and you just picked up the phone and made calls like that's the rap, that's the thing that people are, are figuring out right now to say where where is the value um so is when i say that like is this for everybody do you think so that's that's a good question because i think there are people that it might not be for so if you're doing this and it's just to check the box and you're forcing yourself through it it could actually work against you and there's a lot of like uh in my market i've seen it where there's a lot of older, really experienced lenders that are doing this because they know they need to and they should, but that comes across in these videos and it makes them look like unapproachable and cold and mm. and then you meet them in real life and I know they're not that way. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it is for everyone. You have to be doing it with some intent and some optimism and, and knowing that you're using this to build a brand. And if you're just doing this to try and you know equate it to cold calling, you're probably not gonna see a great return on it. Um, so, so yeah, it's basically intent is one, but the, as a creator, who's going to spend the time to do this, you have to believe it. You have to believe it. Cause if, if you don't believe that this brand building exercise is going to provide, like he said, fruit, even under a thousand followers and to your SOI, if you don't believe that that brand bill is important, you might as well not. That's fair to say. A hundred percent. And I think the expectation too of knowing that it does take a little bit of time. And I, I hate gym analogies because they're overused, but it's so true of like, you go to the gym, do 10 pushups, you're not going to look swole. But mm -hmm. if you continue to work out and make sure that this is like part of this, this long-term journey of your, your own health and your, your physique that you want to show, you're going to see results. Um, yeah. 
But if you go in thinking like, I'm just going to do 10 pushups and if I'm not ripped, this isn't working. And you're just going through the motions and not committing. You're not going to see results. I love what you said. And if you are committed to that and the undertone there was the credibility of the body of work that you're creating creeps up on you so that eventually you're in that same room, but now you're a different person because of what you've put together. And you may not have seen those results. You didn't, you didn't realize, but in that new room one year from now, with these new people, you have this body of work to refer back to, which versus the guy that prospected and cold called doesn't have. Yeah. I think that's huge for those with the longer term growth outlook. And sure. like the the other huge benefit that's overlooked too is the other tools you're you're gaining by doing this. So by hmm. sitting down and figuring out how do I simplify this, you'll see yourself using that with clients or by going and researching on Google Trends and answer the public. This isn't just for your videos. Like these are phenomenal talking points to have when you're on a listing appointment. And now you're talking about like, hey, this bump in interest rate is causing a little bit of uh, softening in the market, but here's what we can do to make sure that you list your house properly. So it's forcing you to do things that you should be doing anyways and have other side benefits. So even if you're not seeing a result from the content, you will see other things like your confidence and ability to talk on camera, or you're getting these really quick, uh, good talking points and being able to talk to young home buyers in, the, in a way that they understand. Like yep. there's, there's no miss if this is something you really wanna do. I love all that, that extra skill transfer that just becomes, makes you better as a whole. I love that. When you come to like the actual video, have you seen some things beyond the hook, beyond creating a, a clear, concise message? And um, are there are some things that inside the video for once, like there's people listening that have done this for a little bit and they're getting better and they've got skills as well, where they, you've seen improve either retention or impact, i.e. like do you throw B-roll in there? Do you make sure captions are always there? Uh, in and out zooming, you're seeing a lot of those little things. Are there any, I would say like step one, two, three, as far as importance when somebody's looking to pull this off? Yeah, definitely. That's a really good question. Um, captions are a really good one because there's a lot of people that they go home, they're laying in bed, they're watching these on mute. So being able to have captions on your videos is something that's important to get up there. Um, Probably a must a, have, right? What's that? basically a must have i'm sure yeah now. yeah i would say it must like if it is step one that's that's something that i would do there's there's apps like on uh your iphone there's just an app called captions and it's actually pretty efficient and can add captions to your videos and then you can find editors um fairly inexpensive to be able to start doing this stuff so nice. captions are a great one the second one that you brought up is like punch in and punch out and that's something it's a, it's a term called pattern interrupt so when we're scrolling society, we just have so much ADD now we need to be stimulated over and over again. So yeah. just by doing simple things like punching in and out, it's keeping your brain re-engaged versus one static shot of you talking for 30 seconds straight. Um, so that's why in all of our videos, you're going to see that like punch in, punch out, the captions changing sizes and colors. It's just to, to keep people stimulated beyond just the messaging itself. Um, so that is more of like a, uh, step, you know, down the road thing, but it's something yeah. that, yeah, if you're looking to level up, those are things that are, are worth investing in. Have you seen much more in the terms of retention when people are now, and I went through this journey too, I don't know if I have an answer for you, but when you're thrown in the B-roll and you're thrown in, like if you're quoting Steve Jobs, you throw Steve Jobs just face on there. And like, does that kind of thing has it translated or is it just funner and you feel better doing it? Like, <laughs> tell me the real. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I actually don't use B-roll in mine at all. 
Um, and so I just, I've never done it and yeah. I've been getting decent traction. So it's one of those things that I just haven't, uh, Why bother? Yeah. felt the need to do, but yeah, I mean, again, it kind of goes back to that pattern interrupt and it's something that if, if your video quality isn't at a high level, it is something that's good to add because it adds some professionalism because B-roll is something that's hard to just do on your phone. So right. if you're adding these elements that make it look a little more professional, it's helping your brand. It might not help with reach, like the viewer might not reward you for it, but the yeah. consumer will. They're going to start to correlate like a better brand equity to you. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that's not, I don't think it's a, a huge retention piece. Yeah, I mean, I've tested both. And now back using like the captions tool like this, where it just accentuates the 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 keywords as you go. Yeah. I'm seeing just as much personal viewership as when I went and did all the fancy stuff that I thought I needed. Yeah. I think sometimes if your message is just clearer and better, just do the simple captions, yeah. you know, and aesthetically that you know, set up your camera, whether it's like what we're doing here, yeah. but that's generally enough. I know Neil's done a lot more of like the, that stuff and like, has he, do you know if he's seen any benefit or he just likes doing it? Cause it's fun. I think he just likes doing it cause it's a level up and uh, yeah. he, he's got it to a point where it's done. Uh, it, it's different. If you look at his versus other people, it's, I don't want to say it's done more tastefully, but you could definitely overdo the B-roll in the cuts to where it's just a lot of commotion or it starts to look like an ad. And that right. is something that on some of Neil's videos and, and we talked about it right before he posted, I'm like, dude, this looks like an ad. I don't think it's going to do well. And mm -hmm. sure enough, like it didn't do well. And it was done really, really good, but it was almost too good to the point where someone scrolling is thinking they're going to get an ad and they just keep going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something to kind of be conscious of is that there's a, a level of diminishing return with those kind of things. Totally. I mean, when I stumbled across the captions app, I was like, damn, that just saved me 20 bucks a video that I was using Crazy. to do the captions. And it, it, yeah. it's, it's, so I had just stumbled across that a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about something before we rip into the Q and a guys, for those listening. Um, I was going through, there's a site called socialblade.com. You ever come across that one? Yeah. And it's interesting. I, I came across it, took some type of Instagram course, and it just gives you some metrics about your own channel like your mm -hmm. own growth channel. And I notice, and you can pull anybody's stuff into this for free. Um, so as I was looking at yours, you had this really strong, consistent, like four or 5,000, two, 3,000 follower growth. And, and then you'd see these spikes and then you see another spike. And then the next spike was bigger. Do you know why that happened? Was that just, is that, can you explain? Is that, is that a natural phenomenon that tends to happen? Or were there a few viral videos that just hit? Yeah, if it's funny, if you look at, just the views of my videos and the time period those are posted, you'll see an exact correlation. So it's either one video getting a ton of traction, but a lot of times it's weird. It comes in these waves. So you'll see videos just go on a run and it's your last five that are all at a high level. Mm -hmm. And those are converting a lot of people. Um, but the, the, the cool part is because you sent me that graph and it's like a small bump, then a medium bump, then a big bump. Yeah. And it's funny because it's not necessarily like you're getting more views each of those times it's that you now have a portfolio for these people to look at. So yeah. you can have a viral video hit. And if you have nothing else on your page, you're not going to see a big conversion in the followers. So it's mm -hmm. one of those things that like so much of this work and grinding are for those opportunities to capitalize on the traction you're getting from certain videos hitting. And then those converting into people that are now in your uh, community and like consuming your stuff. So there's, there's a lot of creators and, uh, there's one kid that I found who makes like funny videos and he's getting 
and I kid you not, like 40 million views on his video. Like it's insane. And he has 60,000 followers. So hmm. it's wild to see that this person who's getting substantially more views than someone like me has less of a following because there's no way of converting these people or gaining credibility or giving them a reason to follow you where uh, having kind of your, your profile optimized and having that, that track record of like this person's putting out consistent stuff with value that aligns with what I want to learn. Um, then that. you're able to capitalize on those big bumps. That's, that's great to hear. Cause I know we all want that one or two videos to just go and you're like, that's going to be the thing that makes me, but it, uh, and, and it may get initial exposure, but if you don't have a, cre a credible body of work behind you, and I love that you said that that likely the view count was video a, but then the whole body of work saw an uptick in views mm -hmm. that you put together. So again, the, those older videos may see new life. If you just keep going, build a body of work and then land a few ones. Do you know if any of those viral related ones were a little bit more because you hit a topic that was like trend jacking or like more of right on like some something controversial. Do you know if, if that was what did it or was it just again another video like any other day, but it just happened to land a bit better? Yeah, I think it like it's definitely when you when you watch them and there's some stuff that you're like, I don't know why this one just feels like a video that people are going to watch. And it's sometimes just a very simplistic hook or the music or the combination of the music and the, the way you're talking, like there is some things that is kind of hard to dissect, but there it's, it's by using the same practices of good hooks, delivering it well. And then, uh, yeah, I think there is just a little element of, of the right combination of things that make people want to stick around and they don't know why. And then you start to see that growth. Awesome. I mean, that's, is a, I mean, I could talk to you one-on-one -on, -one on this stuff forever. And I mean, you, you've got so much internal uh, like experience to share, but again, we've had these folks sitting on. So I'd love to like almost step aside for a second, see if there's anybody who's listening that has created a question and you can, I'll, you can unmute yourself and just, and, and flip it on. And let's, let's see if we can ask Trevor something specific. And I'm just going to awesome. check everybody out here. So yeah, let me know if there's something or if you don't want to, you can put it on a chat. So Hawkins or Kathy, Tim, Ryan, Matt, anything that comes to mind? So Ryan in the chat was talking about uh, how he makes this stuff late in the evening when he comes up with an idea. That's, that's a really good. It's actually not really, it's like, I've gone through the day and I'm like, I'm just struggling to like put out something. And you'll see one that I'm literally under a street light, right? Because <laughs> I'm like outside trying to like, I don't know what I like, what should I do? Right. And I yeah. wanna, I wanna have like a I put the challenge out to myself. I'm gonna do one every day. I'm gonna put the time in, you know. But I also want to come across genuine, um, you know, and still give people um, something that, you know, they can take, right? That they can, you know, I don't know. Something, something of value, right? Something of some kind of value, right? Yeah. And at the same time, you know, in my previous business, we knew that you can't always be, you know, trying to push something, sell something, you got to give a little bit of yourself or, you know, and so I'm also trying to combine that. So I'll put, 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll post about, you know, kind of how I got to this stage of real estate and what was my previous experiences and, you know, in business. And um, I just don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, you're, really, you're struggling to find I, I'm the rhythm, right? I'm afraid to say anything because I'm like, I don't know yet. It's like too soon, right? Um, until I can actually start, like just the other night, I was kind of looking at views, right? And, I mean, I posted, you know, and I know it's cute and I know it's kind of like gets caught and people are like, okay, my son was wake surfing and we've been working on him for literally years trying to get him to even just go drop the rope and he finally did it. And so I just posted the video and I only have like a hundred at the time, I think it was like 150 people following me and close to 6,000 people watched it. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's too easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, no, like, so, how do I do that in real estate, right? So in it's cool because it seems like that was an authentic moment, right? Like that was something that, that it was real and you were you. And it's funny because even just you hopping on right now and talking like your energy is palpable. Like you just seem like a fun, engaging person and you talk with a high level of energy. And if you do that same kind of thing professionally, and I kind of like the way that you do it, which is impulsive, which is when you're feeling it, do it. So if you're an agent, you're on a listing and you're like, guys, check out how crazy this, and this is a great way to use stories too. And you build a lot of, uh, you build a lot of equity with the people that are consuming your stuff when you're in stories, but having this energy and giving things about real estate is amazing to deliver. And an easy one for you could be success stories or wins or uh, things that have happened to you as a realtor. So talking about like, here's like, and, and this would be more of a real side, but delivering it exactly the way that you were just talking, which I think is going to be your biggest uh, weapon and advantage because you have really good positive energy and giving experiences of like, I just helped a family get into a house without any down payment. Here's how we did it. Or I just helped a single mom get her offer accepted in a five offer situation. And this is what we did. And then you could just give because it's the same thing as your kid wake surfing. Like this is something that it meant something to you. Like you helped these people get into houses or you saw this opportunity that you capitalized on or you got a seller, you know, 30K over asking by using this tactic and sharing that information. Um, but I, I think for you, man, just be active in stories and share those life things because it creates a lot of credibility and then real life stories because it seems like that's something that hits more intentional for you yeah ryan, thank you trevor. yeah I, lo I love that trevor because ryan you could if you get really good and and just getting comfortable with the story format you'll know which ones hit well that you could then flip to a to an actual reel later and you don't have to feel the weight of posting a reel but keep it in stories and then you know wow that that type of journey i just shared is probably worthy of a few actual production pieces does that make sense Absolutely. And I, I mean, I'm trying different things. I mean, obviously, I sit up at night and I'm like listening to, you know, how to do these things better. So this is why I appreciate this, you know, to have the opportunity to speak with you, Trevor, you know, okay, well, what if we add some music? Do you know what I mean? I, you know, I haven't done the captions yet. You know, I'm trying to, <laughs> I get that if you do certain things, it can, you need to grab that attention immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, and, and then another thing is, too, is I'm trying to figure out what is the best. For, like, I mean, I'm so new to 
like posting up reels and like, okay, well now I can add music or captions, but is there a better service than what Instagram provides to make it easier on, you know, doing this, like editing the videos? <laughs> like, is there anything? Cause shit you not yesterday I was at home and it took me whatever minutes to shoot that little video through the house. It was a realtor open house. Yeah. And, um, and, but you literally an hour to like put it all together and, you know, get the music in sync with it kind of. And then I'm trying to adjust volumes and I'm like, well, shit, the music's too loud and you can't hear me, but there's too much background noise. And I'm trying to. So a lot of that's going to just come with practice too. Cause that stuff becomes, I mean, just like, I mean, even writing an offer, I'm sure when you wrote your first offer, that thing took you an entire day and you went over <laughs> it 20 times. And now if someone asks you to do it, you could whip one out pretty quick. So a lot of that's just repetition when it comes to the editing for actual reels too. I I'm a huge fan of like outsource that find an editor. Your, your time is best spent getting deals and closing deals not sitting around on your phone trying to, to post these things. So if you could find an editor or uh, if you have someone, you know, family members or someone who could learn this stuff. And I mean, I don't know if you have kids, pay your kids a little bit to learn this stuff for you and, and have them do it. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I just, I wanted to learn it first for myself to yeah. understand it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? For to, sure. And that's, that's just, awesome to not jump straight towards delegating this stuff because understanding it is huge for, being able to sustain doing it um, yeah but yeah you will get quicker at it instagram reels is still a really easy way to just cut videos like you're talking about um but eventually like if you're shooting intentional reels that that you're putting some effort into i would i would have no issue outsourcing that and and you'll you'll get the return it feels weird at first paying to have that done but in our business luckily it takes one deal to break even for the next two years of editing even with just the small amount of people that are following me, I'm still getting people reaching out and going, Hey, you know what? Really liked it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, a friend told me this morning, you're actually, you know, getting better at it. And I think yeah. I'm at like 16 reels. So there the last go. 16 days. And, and of course it's good to hear. Do you know what I mean? Oh but yeah. Like, it feels great. It's a motivation like, to keep going. I, I feel like I should be doing it better though. Yeah. Like I'm like, Oh man, like, you know what I had, uh, Ryan, I had uh, one of my mentors, Sharon, uh, Shravasta, and he and I, I said, Hey, buddy, uh, can you look at my body of work? And it's been about 11 months where I've been just committed to some version of daily. It's, it's been almost daily. And, and I said, Okay, you know, how do you see this? He's like, Well, you mean, I would three x the timeline of your journey before you're really concerned about the outcomes. Right. And I was like, holy smokes, I just did 11 months. And this is a big CEO type, you know, coach guy. And I was like, all right. Okay. I mean, he's like, you're doing fine. You're doing great. You're learning a lot. But he's like, just look longer out. And then you'll be like, wow, where did you come from? Yeah. Um, just, just by doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the common themes too with our students. Cause we have, I think we have close to 500 people in our accelerator. And that's one of the biggest things is like, this isn't working. And it's like, you've been doing it for three weeks. Mm -hmm. Like give it some time and it's, and it's different for everybody. So there's not like this one finite, give it three months because it's just like doing something uh, athletic. Like there's some people that can kick a soccer ball into a net first try. And there's some people that takes a little bit of time. So people measure themselves against everybody else. And it's just like, put your head down, continue making this stuff. 
do it with the right mindset of I'm trying to help people and you will not fail. One question I have as we leave you, uh, as we, as we kind of wrap this up, because it looks like most people are, are, are going to be stepping out. They plan for the hour. Um, having an opinion and, and, and being okay with that and, and sticking a true opinion out there in these videos, a lot of people really try to play safe, right? They really just want to cover and be completely, you know, vanilla ice cream, right? Um, can you, can you share on how to like maybe get over that to, 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 to share a true voice? I think a, a good way is to utilize the caption again, because this is one of those things where it's like, give a heart, get, because the videos do do better when you make a hard stance and don't hedge and have all this vagueness. Like you need to deliver something with, with uh, like conviction. But if you do feel like nervous to do that, because I'm guilty of that too, where it's like, what if my prediction's wrong? Or what if I'm saying something that, you know, could have an alternate voice is put that in the caption. Talk about like, if you say, I don't think the market's going to crash. Here's why, and give your three reasons. But then in the caption, you could go, this is assuming the Fed doesn't increase rates 300% in a six month period, or uh, like you could give yourself an out there if you're afraid of, of being too one-sided. So it'll like help that. with your video. You'll be able to deliver it with conviction, but you still give yourself the out you want. Yeah. I mean, that, that's fantastic. I mean, that's a fan. I mean, I love that. I don't think I've ever heard that before. So yeah. I mean, that's appreciative because I even find that too. Um, yeah. Well, everybody, uh, I hope you found like tremendous value in this. I know I did. Uh, Trevor, thank you for your taking the, all this time. It's been an hour uh, and super fun. Uh, I honored honor that you kind of spent this much time with me again yeah. uh, inside the education world and uh, in this fun interactive format. So any kind of parting words that you got? Uh, dude, thank you for, for all the stuff you do too, man. I love watching your videos and you are one of those people that does a really good job of putting stuff out that just is there to help people. And I hope these agents listen to the stuff you're saying, because I watch these and there's a ton of super valuable information and these types of things, the podcast, the Thrive Not Survive event, um, I appreciate all that you do for our industry, not just for yourself, but for the greater good of, of real estate and lending. Oh, amazing. Well, I appreciate that. I got to make it down for one of your content days. That is in my plans for next year, as long as you keep doing them. So yeah, man, um, that'd be awesome. So with that, thanks for listening. Thanks for everybody who was live with us and, and please stay close because any future podcast live releases, again, we'll always have a limited registration for people to come on. So hopefully people have a chance to ask questions and, and take part in the show. So until next time, thank you, Trevor and uh, happy selling and take care. Thanks guys.